Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so let's go to the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Jason Hare is the director of The Last Dance, ESPN, Sunday night, a 10-part documentary series at 9 p.m., Thanks a lot for joining us, Jason. And I guess what what you went into was it difficult to move the series up to this Sunday as opposed to when it was originally supposed to air? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of technological and logistical challenges that we had to overcome. Um, luckily, we have people who are a lot smarter than me who are in charge of that kind of stuff. I can barely turn my computer on, but they managed to uh, to take a multi million dollar facilities that we were working in for two years and replicate those in apartments throughout New York City. So um, once we figured out a new workflow, then, then now we are, uh, we're landing this plane uh, from our desktops and our laptops at home. But we, we have a few more weeks of work left and, and we'll be done with the series. But we're still actively working on, uh, on the, the final few episodes. Well, we would like to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for giving yeah. us something to watch during this time. I mean, the timing couldn't end up being more perfect for all of us. And of course, for what we do, also giving us something to talk about here uh, for the next upcoming <laughs> weeks. But uh, I did want to ask you, why did it take over 20 years for this to get done? That's a, a better question for, for Michael and for the Bulls and for the people who uh, determined whether or not this could be released. They came to me in 2016, and Michael was on board already. But I, I think that with a project uh, of this magnitude and this ambition uh, and the partners who are involved, you have Netflix, ESPN, the NBA, and the Jordan brand. Um, those are all multi-billion dollar corporations who are, are used to having things their own way. And everyone had to make some compromises and, and sacrifices here to actually get this thing to the finish line, to, to get it to the starting line, really. So it, it took, um, you know, it took the better part of, of 20 years for, for Michael to say, you know what, it's time to tell this story and it's time to, to uh, let people see this footage. And then it took uh, at least a couple of years to get, to get them to that table and to get everybody to agree on the logistic creative and financial aspects of, of, a, of a deal as, as complicated as this. But luckily for me, they got that done. Um, I had nothing to do with that process, but I did uh, have to do with, with the actual making of the doc. So uh, it just takes a long time to do any of, of, of these things, and it took 10 times longer to do because we have a 10-part series in this one. 
We got Jason here with us again. He's the director of The Last Dance. Uh, premieres this Sunday night, 9 p.m. on ESPN, episodes one and two. Every Sunday, they're going to be airing new episodes, a 10-part documentary series. Uh, tell me, Jason, where does the majority of the footage come from? Like, who's responsible for that? And, and did they know, like, what was the original intention of filming all of this back then? The footage, uh, the behind-the-scenes footage, there, there's there's about 500 hours of, uh, of footage that was shot during that season. A lot of it is game action, but a lot of it is also on the bus and on the plane and in the locker room and that practice and so on. Um, the idea for that uh, came from a guy named Andy Thompson, who is a longtime producer at the NBA. He's Clay Thompson's uncle, Michael Thompson's uh, brother, former NBA star Michael Thompson's brother. Uh, and he, once he saw the writing on the wall, we all – saw the writing on the wall in the summer of 1997 when Jerry Krause said to Phil Jackson, you can win 82 games and you can go 82-0 and 0 this season and you're not coming back as the coach of the Bulls next year. Well, Michael had already said adamantly that he's not playing for anyone but Phil Jackson. So when you say that to Phil, you're essentially saying to Michael, you're not going to play for the Bulls either. And when you say that Phil and Michael aren't going to be with the Bulls, then you're saying that you're going to blow the team up. So Andy recognized this and he went to his boss, who at that point was Adam Silver, who's now the commissioner, but back then was the president of NBA Entertainment. And he said to Adam that, um, I think we have an opportunity here. We should be filming this behind the scenes just for posterity, just because this is going to be a historic season no matter what unfolds. We should have some cameras in there, and who knows what we'll do with it down the line. So that footage, um, it sat dormant in an NBA basement for 22 years, and it sees the light of day on Sunday night. So you said there was 500 hours of footage from that season that the NBA had overall. How many hours of footage did you have to go to in creating this documentary, and how many interviews did you have to do? Well, we, of course, had to, to look through every frame of that 500 hours, but then there's thousands of hours of, of archival footage because we're not just telling the story of that season. We're, we're telling the story of the Bulls dynasty and, and the Michael Jordan era, and we're telling the backstories of, of Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and Tony Kukoc and Phil Jackson and Steve Kerr. So there's thousands of hours of footage that, that we comb through um, to get the best possible stuff for you guys to see. What was the second part of the question? I'm sorry. How, how many interviews? How many interviews did you have to conduct as part of this? Oh, we did uh, 106 interviews over the course of um, just under two years. <laughs> so we, we started off in June of 2018 and our final interview was conducted just before the country went into lockdown and everybody's lives changed. Uh, that was with John Stockton up in Spokane, Washington, sometime in early March or mid-March. Uh, that was our final interview. So we've been at this for a while. Is making a documentary fun? Because you're really good at it, Jason. But is it fun? It, it sounds like a lot of work. It's so fun. It's so much fun. It's a ton of work, but but this is what I've wanted to do since I was a little kid. All I wanted to do was either what you guys do. I wanted to be on the air and, and be a broadcaster of some sort, or I wanted to make movies. That's all my brothers and I did is we played sports, and we made we chased each other around with a home video camera. I was the youngest of three boys, so anything that I, I had to hold the camera back then because I wasn't. they were the ones who were going to be the stars, but little did I know they were teaching me to be a director when I was eight years old, but... Yeah, I've wanted to do this forever. So it, it is, I am, I am beyond lucky to do something that I, I love to do. It's my dream job. So, yes, it's very fun. I think you'd be able to do our job better than we'd be able to do your job, Jason. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so sure about that. Once you, once you pick a camera up, you'd figure it out. But I cannot throw the commercial and come back and do it day after day after day. Um, and, I, and, and I appreciate what you guys do because that's – 
it's difficult for me to, to fill up a 10 minute conversation like this. You guys do this for hours every, every day for every day of the week. So um, I admire that. You know what? You're right. Our job's actually really super difficult. Uh, so <laughs> let me ask you here, Jason, uh, who, who was not willing to sit down with you? And was there anyone who was difficult to convince to sit down with you? There was no one who was not willing. Um, we, we, and that's so rare. It always happens that someone yeah. is, is, is not going to agree. And I was wondering at the outset of this years ago, like, all right, who's going to be the one who's, who's the curveball? Chris Weber would not sit down with us for the Fab Five documentary, right. which irks me to this day. Um, I was wondering who's going to be the Chris Weber of this project. And there was none. Uh, every single person that we needed to tell the stories that we wanted to tell uh, tells them in this documentary. Uh, the, the only the only regrets that I have are, are people like Jerry Krause, who passed away uh, a few years or a few months before we started shooting, and, and of course James Jordan, uh, Michael's father, um, who who uh, who passed away was was uh, killed in 1993. So much of of what we see of Michael now and and what we saw back then, so much of who Michael is is because of James Jordan. Um, but we interviewed Dolores Jordan, his mom, who was who was so impressive and gave us such insight into what made Michael the kid that he was and how he grew from that kid into this man. So as far as difficult, I mean, there were plenty of people who I wouldn't call anyone difficult, but rightfully skeptical, I think, uh, were a lot of people. Um, John Stockton, for instance, I just mentioned him. I had a phone conversation with him sometime in February when we were booking this because he had been kind of, he's a reclusive guy. He doesn't do a lot of press. I literally did not know what John's voice sounded like. And I've been a a rabid sports fan since I was a kid. I'd never heard him speak. Um, So we had a phone conversation and he said, I don't want to be a part of a Michael Jordan puff piece. And I assured him that this was anything but a puff piece. And I went into detail about, you know, uh, the, the time was spent with Michael, but the time was spent with, at that point, 104 other people and, and what some of the subject matter was going to be in some of the episodes. And, and I think by the end of the conversation, he trusted that uh, that this thing was in, in responsible hands and this was not going this was going to tell every side of the story, just not the story of greatness of Michael through Michael's perspective. This, this was this was telling the story in a responsible way. So I think that was the only reluctance among anybody who was hesitant to participate is that they didn't want to participate in just another, you know, come fly with me part two, the later years kind of thing. Um, and it's definitely not that. Finally here, 30 seconds, Jason, because we know you're really busy. Michael mentioned that he thinks people are going to think that he looks terrible after watching this. Do you agree with that? No. Uh, that, that, that headline was a little bit taken out of context. They said, Michael, they're going to think I'm a horrible person. Um, that was what he said to me. I was paraphrasing, so I regret using that word. But, but I said, why do you want to do this? And he said, I don't, because when people see some of this footage, uh, it's raw and, and it's honest and it's revealing. And, and, and without context, people might think that I'm a jerk and a, or an overbearing teammate or too competitive. And the good thing I told them was that we have 10 hours of context to give. You can explain why you behave the way you behaved on every day that we're showing you behave that way. And we can uh, interview the teammates who are on the other side of that behavior and get their perspective. So what you have here is a full telling of the story and not just a quick soundbite. Great job, Jason. We appreciate you making it, and best of luck. I know it's going to be great. Thanks, guys. Stay safe down there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.